four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of Talara. Hello and welcome to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm Tanner and joining me today is the animatronic that won't stop clicking, Jake. Hey there, hi there, ho there. The dad that came in here to get a nap, Brock. (laughs) You. I was supposed to be snoring. And of course, the animatronic whose head falls off scaring the audience, Eric. So, if you couldn't tell by our intro today, we will be talking about animatronic shows. How are we doing, everybody? I'm doing all right. I feel great. Animatronic shows. Um, a few of the best examples of those are what, guys? The Country Bear Jamboree. Country Bear Jamboree the is the big room. one, yes. <laughs> the less uh, big Hall of Presidents. Hall of Presidents, Hall of Presidents great ones yeah. with yeah, Mr. Lincoln. One. Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress is a good one. The animatronic show was a, a staple of Disney parks early on. That's like, that was what everybody thought about Disney. But in recent decades, Disney's kind of gotten away from that because they're not as exciting as they once were. You know, I mean, if you think about it, they did try to do something exciting with the animatronic show with the uh, alien encounter uh, back in the 90s. But that didn't last very long. Well, if you think about it, dark rides are really animatronic shows that you're, yeah, you're moving you move. through them. And it just adds a level of excitement yeah, that just sitting in a theater didn't really have the same excitement. That being said, I still love animatronic shows. Also, it's easier to move the guests than it mo- is to move the animatronics. Right. So another one I just remembered a great um, animatronic show is the American one at the American Pavilion. What is that called in Epcot? The American Adventure. The American Adventure. Thank yeah. you. So th- America, that one. Spread your golden wings. Thank you, Brock. The way that show works is all of the animatronic sets. There's like twelve sets or whatever are under the theater on this huge conveyor belt and they slowly move so that the set is in place and then it rises up onto the stage until it's done with its show and then it goes back down and then the next set moves. So this massive thing under the theater and that's why it takes so long in between shows because that thing has to reset. It takes it like some ridiculous amount of time to reset, like 20 minutes between shows. So that was a way that they got around the moving the animatronics, but it's not necessarily the best way. So I've always been kind of fascinated by that. I think we should uh, we should pitch some, don't you guys? Nah. Pitch some animatronic shows? Like, I think we could. What a grand idea. Those. Yes. Shame we had no time Let's to prepare. <laughs> it's the part where we make a pitch. So first up for pitching today is going to be Mr. Tanner. All right. So my idea for a new animatronic show would go in the Magic Kingdom as an extension of the Disney Fairy Tale Hall, and it would be themed around the princesses all coming together in a celebration and party of friendship where they would be singing their favorite hit songs and talking. You'd get some fun bits of some of their friends coming in and out. So like Flounder comes in and interrupts Ariel, and that's the basic part of my show i didn't go super in depth so far because i figured we'd want to have something to talk about (laughs) so what tanner is pitching is an endless parade of women trying to speak and being interrupted by men (laughs) (laughs) to be fair brock that's not really what i pitched 
And if I remember correctly, I believe it was you mansplaining on our Valentine's Day episode. It was. <laughs> and interrupting. He was interrupting to mansplain. <laughs> well, you know, you just Which gotta... makes sense as the most animal sidekicky of us all. I guess Brock would be perfect for my show. That is true. I am the flounder of the podcast. <laughs> nice. Nice pitch. Nice pitch, T. Next up we have Brock. All right, um, so my pitch is going to be in the same vein as my favorite animatronic show, Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, But what I'd like to do is instead take a pre-existing Disney property that could could do really well in a fun-themed music concert type setting. And so I've taken the Aristocats, and I think this would be a show that would go into New New Orleans Square in Disneyland, and the Aristocats would be putting on a fun jazz show. They would do fun jazz versions of different Disney songs. They would also invite some friends from other Disney song uh, from other Disney films. I'm thinking Lewis from Princess and the Frog and King Louie from Jungle Book to do their signature songs. It would culminate in a wild raucous performance of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, and I think that could be a lot of fun. Nice. So essentially you took Eric's parade idea and just said you're going to pitch that for this episode. No. Yes. <laughs> No, what I did was um, I took Eric's parade idea, uh, and then I said, I'm not going to do that. And you guys are just confused. (laughs) We're just imagining it. Oh, okay. (laughs) I totally forgot that was Eric's parade idea. Um, Eric's lawyers are walking into Brock's home now. I'm I'm sticking with it. I still think it's a great. I still think mine is great. (laughs) You know what, Brock? There's something about your pitch. I just love it. I Thank think you, it's Eric. really good. There's this weird familiarity to it. I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> okay, in fairness, gang, in fairness. Honestly, Brock, I love it. Yes. Thank That's you. That's a cool idea. This was an original idea, but it also apparently had also previously been an original idea. This is a part of the podcast where we let the listeners realize that Brock doesn't remember anything that yeah, happened. Don't forget, after he five forgot minutes. about the parade episode entirely in our last episode. He's like, I haven't won in forever. Yeah. And we're like, Yeah, you won the parade episode. And he's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have the worst. So he just like forgot world. that episode. Code existed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Uh, oh, it's me. Wow. Fun times. So my animatronic show uh, would ideally be a fantasy land experience, an extension of the castle itself in the middle. It would be sort of combination, probably dinner theater and animatronic experience. Mm. The beginning portion of it would be the coronation of King Artie from the Sword in the Stone. Nice. Um, and then we move from there, uh, as the entertainment begins and Merlin brings out his magical menagerie of fun beasts and magic tricks. Uh, and there'd be cool, uh, fireworks effects. There would be songs, there would be, uh, dining, um, and, and all that good stuff in a very fantasy land medieval kind of setting. So that's my pitch. Um, nice. Was that, I, that was 
like original, right? Like it wasn't. I didn't steal anybody's no, 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 previous no. idea. You're like, always original, Eric. No, <laughs> you're not copywriting. <laughs> you're not infringing on copyright, guys. I cannot tell you how proud I was of that pitch. <laughs> I was. I thought of it like a week ago, and I literally said to Abby, like. Abby, I have the best idea for next week's pitch. I'm so excited. You did that to our Hercules episode, too. You wrote your pitch down, and I called you, and I was like, Brock, that's my pitch. And you were like, what? It was like the day before we were going to record. And you are like, I thought of this great pitch with Abby. And I'm like, Brock, that's my pitch. I told you about it like a month ago. And you were just like, fuck. <laughs> Brock had this great idea like five weeks ago when we were recording the parade episode as Eric was talking and he just had to write it down <laughs> no but that's the thing I do think it was genuinely my idea I just always forget when other people have ideas <laughs> yeah, did you guys hear about the shoe company Brock starting he's gonna call it Nike <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I thought he invented Facebook earlier this week. <laughs> okay, but this one's a this one's a show, not a parade. <laughs> so All let's right. take a parade so and make it stationary. Perfect, Brock. <laughs> Next up, we have Jake. <laughs> All right. So my idea is. I'm thinking probably in Fantasyland because there's the different castles now, especially in Disney World. You come to this dark, twisted, scary castle and you enter and it is a animatronic show of the villains performing all of the villain songs, arguably some of the best parts of Disney movies. So I would like to see each villain get to come out, is highlighted and performs their song. And the whole theater using projection mapping and animatronics will change so the settings will always match and you feel like you are there with the villain as they're singing their song. And I would like to run through, you know, five or six of the big ones. I think that'd be really cool. And I I would like to play around with a way to have a story to kind of tie it together. Like maybe there's a narrator that's leading us through this. Um, I had toyed around with the idea of it being Sorcerer Mickey, but that's a little close to Fantasmic. If we vote for mine, that's something we could discuss as a group. But so mine is the villains performing the villain songs from the movies. Phenomenal. Great. All right. So question and answer time. Yeah. Baby. Q&A. It's the part where we do Q&A. All right. I know we've we've given Brock a hard time, but I do have a legitimate question for him. Yeah. How do the Aristocats know King Louie and and uh, stuff from the other movies? I was thinking they just introduced them as like, and some of our friends like that we that we like yeah, to jam with. Yeah, but what's the story? What's that? Yeah, but what's the story? Oh, what's I see the what you're story? Doing. How do I they see. how do they know them? I, I see what you're doing. Uh, they know them from the jazz community. They play together. The rec center. <laughs> the New Orleans Rec Center. <laughs> These guys are a step above the Rec Center. Thank you very much. What do you got against the Rec Center, Brock? <laughs> I love you, Brock. I don't think you do. Jake, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> if we're talking about stealing ideas, I'd like to know how is this different than uh, the Magic Kingdom Villains After Hours live show 
um, that they perform on the castle stage. Because this is a, first of all, that's only at Halloween. Sorry, that sounded more accusatory. I just genuinely want to know, like, how do you set this one apart? This did occur to me. The villain show is only at Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. And also, it's like the live actors, and it's just in front of the castle. I think this would be cool to have its own stage, its own setting. Because of the animatronics and the theater space, you can control the environment around you. You can have Scar and the hyenas doing Be Prepared, which I don't believe they have in the villain show they basically only have the human characters if i'm not mistaken because it's just the costumed characters so this would give us the humanoid yeah humanoid this would give us the opportunity to have more characters like that i envision this being better than that in my opinion for those reasons this is not a question this is more a wow this could be a way to separate it when i when i hear your pitch i see it in like a cabaret burlesque style theater okay like a like a smoky kind of reds and oranges tinted like neon thing. Yeah. That is like this like sli- like the sleazy kind of kind of theater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um and there's like smoke and like there's like Cruella Deville on a piano, right? Like laying so on the piano, you mean? More Yeah, yeah. so it's more, like when I see it I see more of like a per- it's not like switching scenes, it's like them doing a review. Mhm. Um, almost like Jessica Rabbit style. Okay. Yeah, that, Anyways, that would be a neat way to do it, too. Yeah. Sweet. If we get there. Right, right. Uh, I was just really, like, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I would watch that. This is less of a question, more of Brock being a nitpicky jerk. How come every time we bring up uh, <laughs> um, uh, the Sword and the Stone, no one ever calls him by his, act- by his real name? It's Wart. His real name is not Wart. His real name is Arthur. But that's all anyone in the movie calls him. Right, they call him Wart to be a jerk. We're trying not to be a jerk to him, but clearly you want to bully him. But you're calling him Art and Artie. Oh, I just thought it was cute. Like I said, I, I, it was just me being a jerk. I'm sorry I did it. <laughs> it's totally fine. The question for Tanner, there, like, I feel some some spiritual similarities in the, uh, the sort of rotating format that you, both you and Jake are talking about. Uh, with like highlighting one after the other is there you know you mentioned what's the story in Brock's I'm interested to hear what's the the narrative through line of yours my narrative through line was this idea of I'm fascinated by whenever you have the idea of all of these magical characters living in the same world so this would be all of the princesses coming from their own kingdoms to the magic kingdom and celebrating their friendship together with the audience there. So that's what our general storyline of why the princesses are there and why they're singing songs together and celebrating. It is very similar to Jake's in that it is the anti of it in that they're all like positive and not scary. <laughs> but I think Jake and I are on the same track. It kind of makes me think of that scene in Wreck-It Ralph 2 where all the Disney princesses are hanging out and having a slumber party. (laughs) Yeah, that was the main inspiration for this, actually, was just that little scene. Because I was like, it'd be pretty fun if they were all together in a show. It reminds (laughs) me of Kingdom Hearts 1, the video game for the PlayStation 2, where they steal all the hearts from the Disney princesses and then they all get back together. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, would Madam Mim feature into your show at all? I'm just curious. I'm torn. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think this is post, post her defeat. There isn't really like an antagonist that I've defined yet. Nor do I necessarily believe that shows like this 
need an antagonistic force. Gotcha. Because they're mostly reviews. Okay. They're mostly just like singular events that happen sort of surrounding uh, an agno- like a narrative agnostic arc. Yeah. No, that um, makes sense. I was just curious what your what your thought was on that. Because she doesn't act- yeah. she yes, she gets defeated in the movie, but she's still alive. Like she's just really sick in bed. Absolutely. You know? So I was wondering if yeah. you were thinking maybe there'd be a moment where she came back. But I, I agree. I don't think that it needs a villain. You know, that's fine. Yeah. If there's a like a, a cute, fun way to bring her back in a very non-threatening way, that could be something interesting to talk mm-hmm. about. Certainly, yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I think Merlin Merlin would be a fun character to uh, to play with. He, he's always fun yeah. on stage. There's a Disney Cruise Line show, which infamously, I am not a huge fan of the Disney Cruise Line stage shows, but there is one that Merlin features in, and he's entertaining. To be fair, that was the best one of all. Of yes, them. it was. <laughs> We could do an entire episode where I just rant for about three and a half hours about the Disney Cruise Line shows <laughs> without breathing. Um, but let's yeah, not. actually, Brock, that reminds me. I was thinking you wanted to tie yours together. Tanner was concerned that you couldn't tie yours together. <laughs> let's just say it's grad night and these kids are having all the characters explain to them why they will be friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, grad night, that universal experience on an international cruise ship that everyone knows about all over the world that they don't explain. They just say, hey, it's grad night and we're in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That is an experience that I would latch onto in a heartbeat. No, you wouldn't. I've seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> so one one quick note about Merlin, and this is something that can get fleshed out. I know this is breaking the rules of the animatronic thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Part of me had imagined Merlin as potentially a human actor in the middle of the animatronic show. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I'm just saying... Cards on the table. Yeah. You have the audacity to come in here. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys, okay? (laughs) I think it's an interesting idea. It is something I omitted from the pitch, and now I feel needs to be on the the table before the vote, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got to be honest, Eric. You stabbed me in the heart. And again, you stabbed that me in the heart. Doesn't have to be just imagined as a possibility. (laughs) I think I'm done with the podcast now. Eric, we appreciate your honesty in the same way that, like, police appreciate when a serial killer is honest in their confession. It doesn't get you off the hook, but it saves us a lot of time. It's the part where we vote. All right. I love all of these ideas. A lot. Uh, I think, though, I am going to go with Jake's because I think we were kind of on the same track of what we were thinking for a show. So that one just appeals to me the most to talk about. Sweet. Cool. Jake? Yeah, we, we kind of did have similar ideas, just like the flip side of the coin. For that reason, I will vote for Tanner's. It was very similar to what I was kind of trying to go for. So I think I'm going to vote for T. So now you you guys have to choose between good and evil. <laughs> I'm pretty conflicted because for a while there I was I was wanting to vote for Eric's pitch, but he brought that up just now the, about the human actor and that got me to thinking that I actually think that that is the only way that show could work is as a human actor which would definitely limit the amount of animatronics 
And so just from the uh, perspective of an animatronic show, I'm going to have to lean into one of the other two. That being said, it's 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 tough for me to decide between those two because, yeah, they're basically two sides of the same coin. With my personal sensibilities, I think I'm a little more interested today in the villains, Jake's. Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a three to one. Sorry, T. I love the villains thing. I think it's great. I do, too. Awesome. It does not have to be through this burlesque lens or whatever that I'm talking about, but I I think it's great. <laughs> no, I, that that is a cool twist that you kind of threw in there. I, I kind of, I'm fascinated by that. So when we're developing, we can kind of talk about that, cool. I think. Congratulations, Jake. Thanks for the votes, guys. Congrats, Jake. Yeah. I really liked all these ideas. I think yeah. they all are worthy of being in the parks. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be fun to give the villains some more attention. I think they don't get as much attention as they deserve. I get it that they're bad and Disney is supposed to be positive and good when you go to the parks, but <laughs> the villains are awesome characters. You know, we got to give them a little bit of love. So what is what about this? Our hosts are pain and panic in tuxedos. <laughs> are they doing the cabbage patch? <laughs> yes, they're doing the cabbage patch, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe not 100% of the time, they're not doing the Cabbage Patch all day. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Well, that actually, bringing up Pain and Panic is is a good point, because Hades is arguably arguably one of the best Disney villains, and he does not have a song. True. He's one of the best villains. That movie has arguably the best soundtrack, and there's no villain song. Actually, yeah, so that, that <laughs> does make me think that rather than Pain and Panic, it should be Hades, who's the MC. But that's what I was leading into. If there was a way we could work Hades in in some fashion, that would be... But also, Hades like, Hades... Tuxedo, also great. Hades' personality is essentially lounge MC, like... Yeah, he's like a game show host slash yeah, used car salesman. He's playing the piano, too, right? Like, he could be the host while playing the sure. piano introducing new yeah that'd be cool especially if it was do we want to go for like a grand piano or do we think it should look like a creepy like underworld piano oh it should be a creepy underworld piano yeah Yeah, that's what i'm thinking so in a way is this like a hades lounge (laughs) maybe (laughs) open after your pool closes (laughs) coming to a new resort near you So I suppose before we get too far into this, we should talk about which songs we think should be included. And I have a list here of some of the Disney villain songs, and I'm just going to touch on the ones that I think would be best in the show. I acknowledge that there are other songs that I'm not necessarily touching on. Um, And then there are some songs that some people consider villain songs and some people don't consider to be villain songs. I think we can just skip those. Such as? For example, The Elegant Captain Hook. Some people call that a villain song. Some people don't. Where it's just like the pirates sing about Captain Hook. That's not. He, that's it's not, not a, a memorable a, a, song. Just, I feel like a, a a villain song, particularly in this context, has to be one of expressing intent, right? Like we talk about, like be prepared. Yes. Or poor unfortunate right. souls, like things of like this is who I am and what I'm about. Yeah, I'm the bad guy, and this yeah, is exactly. why I'm bad. There is a song that I really would like to include that is a lot more in line with that Captain Hook song than what you're describing. Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. Yeah, because she doesn't yeah. actually sing. Roger it's sings Roger that song. It's Roger singing about her. I was thinking it would be kind of fun as like a 
Busby Berkeley style like chorus, uh, those old Hollywood musicals, a lot of like people in like top hats and singing about Cruella. But then, you know, Cruella makes a grand entrance and they're singing about Cruella. I'm going to touch on what I consider to be the big ones that I think would work. Um, And there are, like I said, there's others that I'm leaving off of this list. Um, But so the big ones, Gaston, that one's not as dark, but that one is considered to be one of the top villain songs. So that one I'm not sure about. We also have Poor Unfortunate Souls, Be Prepared, Cruella DeVille, Friends on the Other Side, Shiny from Moana. Another one that's been popping up a lot now is Mother Knows Best from Tangled. I don't know if we want to get into that one or not. And then, of course, my personal favorite and the darkest by far is Hellfire from Hunchback. So those are the ones that I was thinking. I think that's a solid list. I'm not 100% sold on Shiny. Um, Like, it, it fits the bill, right? It's a villain song. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I'm not sold on Shiny because that song doesn't really suit itself to being the climax of a villain show, nor does that character. Also, I'm not sold on Frollo or Gothel's songs because their songs are psychologically, like, specific to their characters in the film and is less like a fun, dark villain song and is more like, hi, I'm your abusive mother figure who's been abusing you your whole life, or hi, I'm a wicked church official who use, is trying to use my influence to force a gypsy woman to marry me. I, while I agree that Hellfire isn't fun, I also agree with Jake. If there's a way to incorporate it, it is, this is a good spot for it. I have three runners up if we really are against those, but I like those. But my 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 three runners up are World's Greatest Criminal Mind from Great Mouse Detective, Yodelita Lidaloo from <laughs> Home on the Range. That classic. I love that song. And Trust in Me from Jungle Book. I would say put Trust in Me and uh the other one, the first one, which was a good one that I've already forgotten. See how I forget things? World's, World's greatest, greatest criminal, criminal mind. mind. I think those that and trust in me are better. We don't have a set limit right. here. I those were just the first few. Think I of how cool a car animatronic would be. That kind of like slither because he's such a huge snake. Right. It's just all over the theater. Yeah, this slithering cool. snake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and his eyes are doing that like spirally yeah. thing. Jafar doesn't really doesn't get a song right. Like he's not. He, he quickly a sings a reprise of Prince he Ali. Sings a but reprise, yeah. Right, he does a reprise of Prince Ali. They actually wrote four different songs for Jafar, and all four of them were recorded and n- did not make the final cut <laughs> they of the ended film. Up the Broadway show, I don't know. Um, I think some of them might have. I have an out of the box suggestion. I think it would be cool, maybe at the beginning or end of the show or somewhere in the middle, if we start hearing "Night on Bald Mountain." And then the roof, well, it looks like the roof of the room that we're in is pulled off and Chernabog is standing there like looking down on (laughs) us. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know. And maybe the reveal is he's just there to watch the show and like it looks really threatening. But then it's just like, nah, he's (laughs) just here. Or maybe that's the climax. What if it started with Chernabog releasing the evil spirits into the world? And that's how the villains come into play. That would be cool. And then the evil spirits like can that. be like the background singers whenever they're needed. <laughs> I said like yeah. the 
Seriously, they would sing some, World's Greatest Criminal Mind and Cruella DeVille, and they'd be the backup on Gaston. Yeah, something like that. But my original intent, because I really think Hellfire should be in there, was Hellfire would be in the middle. So the slow, the show slowly gets darker and darker, and that is kind of like the darkest moment. But then we kind of get fun again to bring us out of it, so we're not ending on a super dark moment. And then you go back into uh, the park. Uh, question for you, Jake, whether or not this works aesthetically for you or not. So if we're talking... The potential of this being in a theater, kind of performative, we have somebody at a piano and we're, if that's an aesthetic that we end up landing on, something that we could do mm-hmm. to decrease, to get those things in and decrease maybe a little bit of the darkness about them is do a medley, right? So we have like multiple things mm-hmm. going on. The three that work really well together in that particular vein, we could have um, Poor Unfortunate Souls, Hellfire, and Friends on the Other Side kind of going in like a three-part thing um, mm-hmm. that highlights the best aspects of all three while maybe diminishing the scare factor for any kids that go to attend. I think that's a really good idea, Eric. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm all for scaring kids. Right. But that's me. <laughs> Get out of my park. <laughs> I would kind of, I think let's go through song by song and not necessarily cutting any. Let's just talk about each song, what the theater would look like, what would be on stage during that song. Okay. And then we can decide from there if it's worth keeping or not. Because I don't want to say no to a song right off the bat when it could potentially be amazing like i can picture shiny being really cool with animatronics and lighting and stuff so i don't want to nix that until we at least talk about Um, it i would like to start with the building itself uh because there's so far two ideas that have been mentioned that i think would be cool to combine Mm -hmm. uh eric at the top said the thing about like the smoky cabaret I think that'd be really fun, Mm -hmm. but we're also talking about Hades and the Underworld. I think you could combine that in a really fun way. Uh, You know, actually... Yeah. Well, I I had mentioned before we were talking about kind of like this, from the outside, it's like a twisted, dark-looking castle. I really want to have this vibe of, this is dark and scary and bad, but it's still safe and fun and Disney friendly and kids are like, oh, it's a little creepy, but I'm excited yeah. to go in. That's yeah, why I jumped to pain. That's why like I jumped that to kind of a vibe. as opposed to Hades initially. Um, but they could be right. like just door graders, right? They don't have to be the MCs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They could yeah. just they be take like your ticket, show so you this your wouldn't seat. This would not be themed. I don't want this to be themed to the underworld because then it seems like it's Hercules specific. You know, I want it to be like it is a creepy haunted theater castle. That the villains yeah. are hanging out in to but do I their show. The interior being underworld esque is fine. You just take those creepy, yeah, 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 yeah. fun stalagmites, stalactites, and also a grand piano that also looks creepy. Maybe there's like green flames coming yeah. out of it. You know, and <laughs> just the, really. Yeah. The vibe that I th- was thinking of when I thought of like the burlesque thing was like the. The comedy club that all the comedians go to together at the end of their shows, right? So, like, this New York dive bar, hole-in-the-wall thing where everybody just goes. They know to go there. They know that all the great performers are going to be there. So Yeah. This is where the villains hang out. This is where the villains hang out. And and come after their days, right? So, 
something like a universe, a, a universe tying idea, like the underworld kind of works, right? Like that's a place yeah. that like, yeah, you know, you could go and hang out and I think it'd be fun. Like as you're entering into the space, if this is what we choose, like, a lot of those kinds of places have like signatures on the walls, right? Of like people who have performed there and oh, things that's like fun. that. Yeah. So you yes. can have like Captain Hook if we don't end up using him, like scratching his name into the like the yeah. Yeah. Oh, that like would be that. really neat. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, I love that idea. I thought too. D- just y- you saying not. I love it, but you saying not including Captain Hook reminded me of a brief idea I had of any of the villains we don't use maybe like that music um we, we would have like a an instrumental loop playing as you enter the theater to sit down and like those songs could be kind yeah. of featured absolutely there That's a good idea. just so there's still a little bit of a reference you know like one that people kept talking about on the villain villains list and i was immediately like no we're not doing this is the siamese cat song from <laughs> lady in the yes, tramp we're not doing it's it. like eh, that shouldn't <laughs> be that should not be in this show I don't know if we even want to make a little Easter egg reference to it, but I'm just saying anything that doesn't make it in the show, we could always have Easter um, eggs for. I know this is slightly off topic, but I did just think of a good use for Pain and Panic. If Hades is the like MC, Pain and Panic could be like running the lights or something, and we oh, occasionally yeah. <laughs> hear their voices. Oh, and every yeah. now and then he has to yeah, yell at he them. Can yell at them, and like something goes wrong, yeah. and he yells. And he's yeah. Like, like, oh, that would be really funny. I like that. Flare up and like they just scream in the background. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I like the idea of using. Them I as think that's a fun way to use a lot of evil sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. as like even in their yeah. time off, is they still have to be subservient. Yeah. <laughs> And are like wait staff and whatnot. In um, Fantasia 2000, there's the sequence before Donald's, um, the Noah's Ark segment with Donald, where you just see like their silhouettes on the wall where Mickey's running around looking for Donald. If we could have something like that where it looks like the doors are opening and we see their silhouettes on the stage and then you just hear them yelling yeah. like from behind and you kind of see pain and panic silhouettes like, ah, we're sorry, we are worms, <laughs> helpless worms, you know, yeah, something like great. that. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think we've kind of decided on, like, an underworld slash cabaret aesthetic, the smoky interior um, things. That sounds cool. Let's talk about the songs. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to go in any particular order. Um, my notes are not written in any particular order, but at the top of my list, I have Gaston. Yes. Is um, I think that's a fun way to enter. As much as I don't necessarily consider Gaston a villain song in the traditional sense, I think it's a good entrance point into the idea um, and can really get some cool like 3D sound pictures being made as like it sounds like the whole place is erupting in song. That could even be a fun mm-hmm. call out to have like, I think it could be fun to have sections where it's uh the audience is encouraged to sing along yeah um, like spotlights on the audience yeah. and stuff like that and you can have like a lefou guy holding up cards with the words right yeah yeah so this can lead then into what i was talking about with the theater changing as i would love for during the gaston segment if all around the theater antlers came out of the walls mm-hmm. or That'd like mounted cool. deer heads just like everywhere and then when the the saw when that section ends they kind of go back into the walls and something else replaces yeah. them just for each and it can be part of this you know now that we talked about the evil spirits with chernabog they're like maybe possessing the building 
to kind of take the shape the of what's happening. These are stagehands. These are tech issues yeah. that Pain and Panic are running, and sometimes they fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, we gotta control the walls, all the antlers are coming in. Oh, God, they're falling off on our faces, right? Like, stuff like that. <laughs> and then this show has a really fun subplot where it's like, on the surface, it's just the show about villains singing songs, but there is this subplot of pain and panic, like struggling behind the scenes to make a show go right. That you might not even notice initially, yeah. but it's like there's a bunch of details that you'll pick up on. What? Who's so? Well, yeah. Before, so just so we can put a nice little, because I love that subplot, a nice little bow tie on that. Is there anybody that we can add to pain and panic so that it's not just. Like a yeah, sidekick like psychic that could help Smee. them be running things. That would also be fun. Smee, yeah. Smee LeFou, Smee and LeFou. Yeah, I was gonna say LeFou could be good. Who are some other sidekicks? Uh, Ursula's got Flotsam and Jetsam, but they wouldn't no. really be helpful in this Ed? case. From the hyenas, oh, who do the you hyenas. think creates the electricity, Jake? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Duh. Flotsam and Jetsam. <laughs> That's fun. Um pre- oh um Iago maybe. Oh Iago would be fun. Yeah. Or you just hear him in the just hearing Gilbert Gottfried in the background I would think be hilarious. Iago should have Gilbert his own Godfrey's small heck, segment. Heckling, yes. He should have his own small segment yeah. where he's roasting the villains. Yeah. That, that <laughs> like as good. the as For- the theater is changing, Iago comes up and he's like Rah! Uh, Hades, blah, 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 you know, and like does like a quick roast of yeah. people. I think that'd be really fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't really think of any other sidekicks. Okay. So the next one on my list, again, these are not in any particular order. Next is Poor Unfortunate Souls. Little I'm always looking sing that one. <laughs> I know Eric mentioned that being part of a medley. I think that song is too good to be part of a medley. I think that deserves its own beat, especially Ursula. What if you see, like, her tentacles kind of, like, her tentacles are so long that you see them, like, coming out of different parts of the wall. Like, she's, like, kind of spreads. I I should say... I got these songs from just like random lists people made on the internet and consistently on every list, poor unfortunate souls and be prepared were the yeah. top two. Consistently. I would agree. So I think those for sure need to be featured. The other thing I thought of with poor unfortunate souls, getting back to the actual show elements is she has all of those little, um, like plant people, the people she turned into oh, those yeah, little those seaweed cool. monsters. So it might be interesting to see little animatronics of those all over the place. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and you could like make the you know when you're talking about antlers and stuff, you can move things out to algae and create a bluish green yeah. light around things. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there's the part where she's got like her cauldron and she's throwing stuff in it, and the smoke is coming out and it's changing colors. I think that would be really cool to achieve with a fog machine and lighting. I think it could look neat. But also at one point she like waves her hand through the through the cauldron and it like summons up like these ghostly images of people that she helped and then couldn't pay her back. So you could project right onto the smoke kind of like they do in pirates. We've talked about that effect before. I think that would be really neat to see. Uh, live. And you should take pictures of people as they're coming in and project those pictures. I don't oh, and just like project them. Onto the- <laughs> oh, that would be so creepy. I was just about to say that too. And I was like, that's too grim. Oh, uh, and specifically pick a child and then show the child turning into yeah. the weed. You, were like, you get a pin at the end. I was the poor unfortunate soul. 
<laughs> yeah, ask you if like, hey, can we take your picture and project you as a poor unfortunate soul? Right? Like, it's not like a s- surprise. No ever. spoilers. Yeah. Oh, we can be like, so hey, you got what you wanted. You're in Disney, but this is what happens if you don't pay us the money <laughs> to stay in Disney. We're gonna turn you in. You couldn't pay the yeah. price. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, what's next? All right, so next on my list, be prepared from Hell Lion yeah, King. we get hyenas poking out of the walls. Like, I'm kind of picturing, like, these pillars that are, like, stalactites and with, like, dark areas in between, and, like, that's where all this stuff is coming out of. That'd be fun. So one idea I had with this with this song is as the song builds to the climax in the movie, you see stones and stuff rising out of the ground. Like you remember Scar is standing on that pillar at the end that rises. I would love to have that moment where you see him rising toward the sky. Um, I think that would be really neat. And the lights kind of change from green to orange when this is happening and there's smoke and fire. But another thing is, as this song goes, more and more hyenas appear. And I think it would be neat if in the theater, as the song goes, more and more hyenas appear, not just on the stage, but in the theater. They're in the ceiling. They're in the walls. They're, you know, you can hear them laughing in your ear. You know, and it's just kind of slowly building, and you just have this sense of you're being surrounded by hyenas, and it's like this mob is building up while Scar wants to go take down the king. And you're part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really cool, uh, the hyenas coming out throughout the song. So the next on my list, and I know you guys were kind of against this one, but I am all for it, is Shiny from Moana. With Tamatoa. Honestly, the more that we talk about it, the more that I'm into it because this is a pretty dark, minor key kind of concert that we have going on. Uh, so getting something that's a little more poppy and energetic. Yeah, I. Yeah, and I I think having a giant a giant Tamatoa animatronic on the stage rise up like he does in the movie where he just looks like the mound of treasure and then he slowly rises up and you're like oh my god it's a giant crab i think that is a moment like eric talks about i think that would be very memorable i think it would be awesome to see him dancing around you get the disco ball effect like they do in the movie from all of his treasure and then at the end when it goes into that really dark moment the whole theater goes black and everything is lit up with black light like Tamatoa yeah. is in the film, and you see his eyes glowing. You see, uh, you know, we could have neon fish swimming around in the theater. You know, all that flashing stuff. I think that would look really cool. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. You sold me on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Thank you. <laughs> Having next. not been able to really picture it before, now I'm in full tilt. <laughs> all right, cool. all sweet. Right. So next on the list is this is the one that um, again the villain doesn't actually sing this song but Corella Deville. I love the idea of a barbershop quartet here. I do. I I, 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 see kinda, I don't know if I love barbershop like quartet. Like the demon I, dance. I love her uh, getting pushed out on top of a piano, like lounging, and then like a more of a jazzy version than a barbershop quartet. Maybe the piano player, like she's not singing, she's laying on the piano, like drinking while the piano player yeah. sings to her. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I just, I want that in here. Maybe Friends on the Other Side is a good place for that. I don't know. I don't know well, why you need a barbershop quartet in a villain I just show. I like it. I like the idea. I need an evil yeah. version of the Dapper Dance in this show, actually. Yeah. The more Eric talks about I it, think we need like a demon dance. That would be great. Or the devil dance. 
<laughs> I think they should be in, they should be introduced. They should do like a couple bars of like a parody of one of the songs that Dapper Dan sings, and then a big hook comes out and takes them off the stage. Oh, to show that you don't respect our ideas. <laughs> no, I think it's just a fun a fun little bit. I don't know. I, I I've got to agree with Brock. I'm not I'm not feeling the barbershop quartet doing one of yeah, the main songs. I just don't want. Yeah. I That's think it's fun. I kind of want to see I the like villains doing their songs. I, yeah, I like it. Like, moment, or what if they were like warming up the crowd or something when people are entering the theater yeah, or something well, like that? I think and just that a lot of these songs there. don't really lend themselves to the barbershop quartet style. Like the music I of them is so important. I sincerely disagree with that statement, but that is. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot believe that I am arguing against barbershop quartets. Uh, it, it's just something that I if that I saw wanted to put it out there. We can move past it. I hey, like the the gen- What if we do a parody of one of the Dapper Dan songs at the beginning, and then Hades lights them on fire and collects their souls? I think that's a compromise we can all come around instead of a giant hook. <laughs> is their heads burst into flames and their souls enter the river sticks? Let's just agree to disagree. Moving on. <laughs> I do like I'm that. just pitching what you wanted, Bob. I don't think you are, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> then why don't... If, and then we have animatronics of their families crying like you pitched Tanner, earlier. if that's what I wanted, why don't I want it now? jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, so I do like this idea of the jazzy kind of sexy version of Cruella Deville. Is somebody else singing yeah. it, or are we? So who's singing it? In I this think context? that would be fun for like a chorus of the demons. So you hated the barbershop quartet of demons, but you like the chorus <laughs> version of it? Yeah, <laughs> yes, because they're different musical styles. <laughs> Okay. It wasn't the amount of people singing. <laughs> it was the type of song they were singing. Okay. I feel like we keep coming back to Chernobog. I think that's a really cool idea where he tears off the roof and that's a moment. And no, then, and then he sings Cruella de Cruella <laughs> No, I think that's at the beginning no, of the show, still. like Jake said. I think that's really cool, and he unleashes the demons. No, he also comes back for this. Damn it, Brock, you don't pay attention to what you pitched earlier. <laughs> In interest of time, let's put Cruella on hold for now yes. and keep moving. I, I think mean, we, it's a jazz I think we've got Cruella. It. It's great. I think it's great. I think we're good on Cruella. Move on. Move to the next one. Okay. <laughs> so the next one on my list would be Mother Knows I don't Best think we need it. From Tangled. It's a good song in the context of the film, but I don't think it works outside of the movie. I, I will say, this is not a cop-out, but I will say, in my original list I came up with on my own, that was not on it. I added it after reading lists that other people had made on question, the Question, serious question. How many songs, yes. considering Cruella DeVille is being sung by not Cruella DeVille, do we have being sung by women? So far, Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yeah, Out Poor Unfortunate five, Souls. And of, have we done five? Yeah, that... Yeah. Gaston, Poor Unfortunate Souls, Be Prepared, Shiny, Cruella DeVille. Now we're talking about Mother Knows Best, which we're probably going to skip. And so that would be take, six, but we're, I we I think skip. Mother Knows Best fits better than uh, uh, the one from Hunchback. I agree. Uh, 
I don't know. I think the concept of Hellfire, like the words are fine, which is why you can include snippets of it in a medley. And I think you can include Mother Knows Best in a medley with those. But I just don't think either of those are songs that work as well divorced from the context of their film. So I think we could take moments of that and include it in a medley like Eric said. But I don't think either of those needs to be a main focus. The psychological warfare medley? Sure. <laughs> Eric just wants to make sure we represent that women are actually evil uh, enough in the show, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's not a lot of villain songs sung there's, by I women. I can only think of two. Madam Mim has a song, but I didn't think it was good enough for this show. <laughs> it isn't. And that's really that's it. fine. I just, you know... I th- one way of saying rephrasing what Tanner said about me <laughs> is to say that I believe that representation matters, uh, right? In including <laughs> in a villain's in a villain's show. We are wasting so much time on just attacking each other over petty bullshit. <laughs> Brock, we do this every time. You only care now because you have somewhere to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. I have somewhere to be. <laughs> Next go. on the list is Friends. We are not skipping this no. one. This one is going to be included. It is Friends on the Other Side oh, from yeah, we Princess never on would. the Frog. Oh, yeah. Imagine the cool neon masks coming out of the wall and like doing weird, fun lighting effects on those. Yeah. Yes, I was think I would love the idea of the room. Like I talked about the antlers earlier, if the whole room was full of masks and they were all singing the "Are you ready? So, yeah. Are you ready?" Pitch real quick here. <laughs> you for, know. we talked about like the people that control the electricity, right? What if we came out of poor unfortunate souls and the eels, like the electricity, kind of fizzles out of them? The room goes dark for a second. And then the faces of the masks light up neon green. That sounds like a moment to me that I think is really interesting. Yeah, that sounds great. I like it. Yeah, I think there would be great imagery to be used with, like, the tarot cards and uh, the transforming things and that smoke and the black light effect and all of that, I think, would look really great with that song. Moving on. Trust in me, Jungle Book. I like it. I think it's cool with Ka. It can, yeah. And that song's, like... 14 seconds long. Like, it's not very long, but just having Ka move through the theater. Yeah, and you can just get a really cool sense of scale by seeing Ka's body all around yeah. the... and I, I think having it turn into, like, the jungle treetops, like the jungle canopy yeah. would be yeah. pretty neat, like, if b- tree branches came out everywhere. And I think Ka is now featured in the Disneyland version of um, Phantasmic, is he not? I think he is, but he's not an animatronic. He's like, I think he's kind of like one of those uh, Chinese dragons where it's like a bunch of guys like with a thing over them marching around. Oh, yeah, it does look like. Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's exactly how they do it. It's cool. And then the last one on my list that I felt was worth mentioning, you guys also have already shot down, but would be one of my favorite villain songs, Hellfire from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think if we include Hellfire in a medley with Mother Knows Best, that's fine. Because I like it would be cool. Like imagine seeing all those big red cloak things like pop up out of the floor and they're like standing and they're like 15 feet I tall. Ju- it's super cool. I just so much of the song is him talking about how he's horny. That's so much of the song. And I'm why, not even why, joking. Why you got a kink shame? Why you got a kink shame? <laughs> it's a it's a Disney park. I'm not even joking. That is almost entirely what the song is about. This woman makes me horny. 
That's the song. I like Brock how Brock is sex. continuously the one who shoots down sex, any sex appeal in these rides, anything that has to do with sex. But he was also the one who tried to pitch a Rocky Horror ride. Yeah, you guys, and you guys didn't vote for it, so sex is gone. <laughs> and also hinted that Robin Hood was really hot. Okay, yeah, Robin Hood can get it. He's got handsome lips. So anyway, that is the last one on my list that was worth mentioning. There are others on this list, but I didn't mention them. How are you feeling about your show? I think it's fucking rad. I'm feeling good about it. I think it's great to have Disney represent, I mean, villain representation in the parks. I think it's great to get the villain songs out there. Arguably one of my favorite parts of Disney movies. I'm glad you guys helped me develop it some more. I, I think it's pretty good. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it. I think, I think this great. was an awesome pitch. I love it. Yeah, sweet. Well, I think we have an attraction. I think so as well. I think it's time for this lightning round. Lightning round. Thunder and lightning. It's the lightning round. All right. So you guys ready for this one? The the wheel has spoken and we're doing it. (laughs) I haven't (laughs) seen this movie in years. We are doing a motion simulator. So we got our motion sims, kind of like Star Tours, that Dude. type of thing. Of the movie Flubber, the Robin ah, Williams yes. classic. I was at the premiere of Flubber. Awesome. At the, at Outstanding. the theater in Burbank because it wasn't big enough for Hollywood. That's awesome. Amazing. You will have to tell us more about that sometime, Eric. I don't remember a ton of it other than like it came with like a really giant fucking popcorn and like <laughs> fake flubber to put on your shoes to make him bouncy, but all they did was stick to the ground. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so it is Tanner today going first. All right, for this motion simulator based on flubber, we are all going to get flubber on our shoes. And during this ride, we will be bouncing up and down and all around <laughs> crazy, all around town. Something's going wrong as we're testing out flubber and we're bouncing all around. That is my pitch. <laughs> 12 seconds to spare <laughs> did you literally just think like oh eric just said something about flubber on your shoes makes you bounce that will be my pitch <laughs> no that was my idea before and i was really nervous that somebody else was gonna okay <laughs> steal it. jake you are next my friend Okay, so we are flying around in a giant version of Weebo that was built by the professor. Remember Weebo, the yellow robot who dies and then gets replaced by a red one named like Weebet or something? Why am I talking? So we're in a giant one, and we're (laughs) flying around the professor's lab trying to chase Flubber, who has broken loose. And we are flying around, following him through the lab as he bounces around, breaking things. Eventually, he gets out into the neighborhood, and we are following through the neighborhood, and we have to catch him flying around in our giant Weebo. That is my pitch. Thank you very much. Is uh, are we inexplicably in love with the professor, <laughs> like yeah. Weibo in the movie is? <laughs> All right, it is my fun turn. fact. Wait, this is my fun fact, Eric. I have one fun fact about this movie. Jesus, <laughs> Mister, I was at the premiere. Adam Savage built Weibo in real life. Yeah. for the movie, he worked on of the production Mythbusters team. Fame. Yeah. Yes, that was my fun fact. Cool fun <laughs> okay, fact. Right, Eric. I saw him there at the premiere. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Our most contentious episode in a while. 
We are joining Flubber and the gang as we start off in the basketball game, the climactic basketball game with all the nerds versus all the jocks. And we are helping nice. the nerds beat the jocks and be cool again. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's it. It's a sports simulator. We, uh, we're just doing the basketball game. Number down. Great. Cool. <laughs> Wait, it's just a basketball game? That's, that's I mean, it? we could add other sports, but I didn't use the last six seconds no, no, I mean, to like, flush that I mean, out. like, so we're literally just watching a basketball game from no, inside this motion sim? We're in, like, a person oh, who's playing the, the basketball game. Oh. <laughs> so, like, bouncing around as the person. Come on, Jake. Okay. Yeah. Like, in mine, we, 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 the person, we're bouncing around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Except this time we have a ball. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. okay. <laughs> God, fucking Jake doesn't understand <laughs> shit. All right. I'm sorry. All right, the professor has used uh, the power of Flubber to create a wild Flubber-powered engine, and we are testing his new transportation device powered by Flubber. But, of course, there are unexpected consequences. As we start to take our journey, Flubber begins to make us bounce up and down and fly into the sky, falling all over, going all over town, into a river, up a mountain, all these crazy locations, because Flubber is just taking us every which way. That's my pitch. Cool. Nice. I like it. None of those were bad. That, that was not bad, especially considering mine I haven't seen Flubber in 20 years. Mine oh, wasn't uh, good, my, Jake. You don't yeah, have to mine spare wasn't good. All right, I was trying to be nice. Brock yeah. and I did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Brock did really well. If he had brought that same energy to not stealing my idea for the <laughs> show, like we could have been really going somewhere. If he was like, if he had pitched the Flubber thing as his animatronic show, I might have gotten a vote. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get any votes either okay so like. Brock when you're done glaring daggers at Eric do you want to take us out of here <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> hey what's that in the bath with Uncle Orville why Jake it's our Facebook what did you say what the f- <laughs> I'm doing animatronics from Disney World <laughs> Florville, he's in the bath. Oh my god. Carousel of progress. Shoes a different animatronic. I'm tr- I was trying to do iconic ones. I got it. Don't worry. I was just taken aback. I'm sorry. Okay. No, we can do that. Yeah. Let's Wanna take it. that again. Let's go. Wanna take that again? <laughs> Hey, what's that in the bath with Uncle Orville, Jake? It's 10 years of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Carousel of progress, people. (laughs) Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. Tanner, what's that that goat on Big Thunder Mountain's chewing on? Why, I think it's our Instagram. Oh, it's chewing on Main underscore Street underscore Musings. And, and Eric, my God. The Hatbox Ghost. What's appearing in his hatbox? I think it's our Twitter. At MSM underscore podcast. And I will be using at least eight years of that therapy for just... (laughs) Just this podcast? This episode. (laughs) And I'm Brock. Make sure to tell your friends, give us a five-star review, and like us on all our platforms. Thank you very much. Goodbye. We shouldn't ask them to review us right after that. Yeah, that I was... specified five stars. No other review will count. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>